Yo, what's good? And welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for March 9th, 2022. I am your host, Janet Garcia, and joining me is Tim motherfucking Gettys. What is good? Hello there. It's uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi Day. We're hoping. We're hoping for the trailer. I'm feeling good about it, so I'm very psyched on that. But I'm also psyched to be doing the show with you, Janet, because it's been a while. You and I aren't scheduled to be on shows together ever, whether it's Gamescast or PSLW Games Daily, any of that stuff. So it's always a pleasure to do a show with you. But this week was unique because uh, normally it's Andy and Bless on Wednesdays, right? But things were happening, so both of them uh, had to do other things. But then yesterday, Andy's like, you know what? I could actually do the show. Do you want me to to pop on in your place? And I was like, I'm doing a show with Janet. I'm, I'm doing this, Andy. You're going to have to wait your turn to do a show with Janet. So I'm very happy to be here with you today. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I'm excited for you to be here. I think when I first signed up for this, it was like me and Greg at one point. I was like, I don't I don't know what's going on. But then I saw it was me and you and I, I got pretty excited because I feel like we, even though we don't work together a lot, like on scheduled content, like, you know, sometimes games cast, but like, I feel like this is where we really overlap. And like during that era where like Greg was on paternity leave, like we often did shows together. Like usually yeah. if I wasn't doing just the Friday show with Bless. Like it was me and you, you know, the information squad formed, the Nintendo information squad. And Love it. yeah, it was just, it was a fun time. But how have you been? What's been new? You know, I've been really good. I've been been chilling. Uh, Gia and my brother have been training for a half marathon. So I've been kind of uh, surrounded by that energy. <laughs> um, so I know exactly what you're going through. <laughs> oh my gosh. So yes, for context, and like Tim was asking me this before the show started. So we'll, you know, chit chat a quick at the top and then we'll jump into it. But yeah, I have the marathon coming up. I'm running the LA marathon, which is, I think it's like in 10 days at this point. Um, I... I'm feeling okay. I do have like one, you know, it's ideally you go in like injury pain free. I do have some foot pain while I get cramps mm. at times. That's new. That started at my last big training run at 20 miles. Um, and I oh, felt so it again when I did a six. Oh yeah. I'm doing the full marathon. First time oh, ever. Wow. People always like mix this up too, where like I run and I talk about distance running all the time and people like either assume that I've definitely done a marathon or maybe they might assume the opposite, but like, they're like, Oh, you've never like, done one before i'm like no it's like it's like so hard to do 26.2 miles first Woo. time ever um i am feeling okay but there's definitely like the fear of a pain i've never felt before and i don't i'm scared I'm, i feel like i'm looking just pain and horror in the eyes and it's so the elevation changes so much i don't know why the last mile is uphill <laughs> Oh um, no! So like, I, like the worst. That's like a one more you phase see, of the final boss that you just don't want. You also see, and this is like um, you know, if you're listening and you're like a runner in LA, you might have known that they changed the course. I think last year was the first time they rolled out this new course that they have, and everyone hates this course because too, you see the end of the you see the end, you see the finish line at mile 18, and then you keep going, you turn around at mile 22. Like I have, I, I got beef, so we're going to see how it goes. But um, yeah, I, it's my first one. I'm taking the week off after, like I'm excited and horrified. Have you done like half marathons? Yeah. Okay. Like the most I ran before in a race was 15 miles, which that race went terrible. So like, that's not a great one to look at, but I've done, I think two or three half marathons at this point. I've been running for like maybe like 10 years um, of like differing cons consistency for those years, like probably really consistently since I was 19. So almost 10 years. Cause I'm, I think I'm 28, but I'm actually <laughs> not quite sure. 
offhand but yeah yeah someone asked me yesterday like they're like yeah are are you 32 or 33 and i was like fuck that's a good question i i I legitimately don't know and i had to do the math i was like okay i'm turning 33 okay no yeah 32 seemed right no you're 33 i'm not 33 how old am i God damn it, let's talk about That's some video question, games. Because I actually don't, I don't know how everyone's perpetually either 22 or 42 yeah, you're in right. games you're 32, media. You're 32. So, yep. no, so, so let's, let's, let's get into it. Uh, here we got, <laughs> today's stories include Gotham Knights release date, Activision shareholders under investigation, and Final Fantasy's anniversary, and more. Because this is <laughs> Kind of Funny Games Daily, where each and every weekday at 10 a.m. live right here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. We try to figure out how old we are. And if you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash wrong. So if anyone knows how old me or Tim is, let us know because we probably both messed that up. Uh, and if you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosterteeth.com, or listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for kind of funny games daily use epic creator code kind of funny on all epic store and epic in-game purchases like rocket league and Fortnite to help support kind of funny to be part of the show head over to patreon.com slash kind of funny games where bronze members or above get to write in and silver members or above get the show ad free along with the exclusive daily post show some housekeeping for y'all yesterday greg bless andrea and i were in a reveal trailer for tiny tina's wonderlands end game mode called chaos chamber which you can see at kindoffunny.com slash tiny tina but today greg's on the wondercast at 11 a.m pt on twitch.tv slash gearbox official so check that out and after this we have mike playing breath of the wild for the first time ever raising money for project hope benefiting ukraine uh, a thank you to our patreon producers uh gordon mcguire fargo brady and prank uh, and by the way, for that uh, donation link, you can head over to kindoffunny.com slash Ukraine if you want to go ahead and get ahead of that and start donating already. Today, we're brought to you by Upstart, ExpressVPN, Chime, and Babbel. But we'll talk to you about that later. For now, let's begin. What is and forever will be the Rover Report? It's time for some news. We have six stories today. A baker's dozen. Starting with Gotham Knights is coming and it's October 25th. We got that release date dropped on Twitter. They're just like, hey, the game's out. Didn't have anything else. Didn't have, you know, any other additional context. But we do have that release date. And now we're finally starting to see what that fall is looking like. Before we get into, you know, our predictions for the fall, our hype for this game, uh, let me just do a quick back-of-the-box refresher for what this game is. (laughs) Um, So a reminder that Gotham Knights is an open-world action RPG set in the most dynamic and interactive Gotham City yet. In either solo play or with one other hero, patrol Gotham's five distinct boroughs and drop in on criminal activity wherever you find it. Story-wise, in the game, Batman is dead, spoilers, and a new expansive criminal underworld has swept the streets of Gotham City. It's now up to the Batman family, Batgirl, Nightwing, Red Hood, and Robin uh, to protect Gotham them, bring hope to its citizens, disp- discipline to its cops, and fear to its criminals. From solving mysteries and connect the darkest chapters in the city's history to defeating notorious villains in epic confrontations, you must evolve into the new Dark Knight and save the streets from descent into chaos. And then some quick like details that have kind of been coming out through the marketing. You know, each character has a distinct skill tree. Uh, the co-op is like drop-in, drop-out style, uh, but there's no games as a service element attached to it. And if you want to, you can just play the whole game by yourself. So Tim, what is your hype level for this game? And what do you think this means for what the fall is shaping up to be? What's going to be the star of the fall season? 
The star of the fall, I think, is a, a question that I don't think we even know the answer to yet. I feel like we don't know what the 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 season's going to kind of shake out to look like. Like, are we going to get Breath of the Wild? Are we going to get Ragnarok? Are we going to get Jedi Fallen Order 2? Like, I feel like there are even games that aren't announced yet that we are probably going to be seeing popping up uh, later this year. So that's really exciting to me. I don't think that Gotham Knights is going to be the star of the fall. Having said that, uh, a couple days ago, I was uh, we were talking about the Forspoken uh, delay. And I was saying that, like, it, it feels right to me. There's just something about it that I'm like, I just, I buy it and this makes sense. And it's just like a gut feeling. Same thing here. Gotham Knights coming out end of October this year. It feels right to me. I think that there was a lot of conversation around this and Suicide Squad and which comes first and what year are they actually coming? Is there, are they coming this year? Are they coming 2023? Like, where's it at? And I feel like the most likely outcome in my mind was always that uh, Gotham Knights was going to be coming first and this year. And I think that it is going to stick this release date. I don't see this getting delayed again. Of course, anything can happen in this world, but I, I do think that this is uh, them putting a date on it here is a level of confidence that I think is going to happen for better or worse. I get the the vibe that with this level of game, they kind of want it out for fiscal quarters. They want it to, to get those numbers in. And, you know, Gotham's hot, especially right now coming off of the Batman and all of that. Like, um, so I'm also not surprised that they dropped this, this unceremoniously just on Twitter because I feel like they've already kind of put out trailer assets and all that and i imagine they're busy working on the game and don't want to take time to uh do more marketing assets this early when the date's so far out but they did want to get in that zeitgeist of the gotham fever that's sweeping the streets right now the streets of gotham some would say um mm -hmm. are you playing this by yourself or with someone uh Obviously, if i play this on who has access and stuff but you know yeah if i play this it probably it would be by myself uh probably i i definitely enjoy games solo uh when they're this type of thing for sure so yeah, and I am interested that it's uh it's four players, like four playable characters, but it's only two player co-op. That seems like a missed opportunity, but it's probably just baked into the type of game that it is being more RPG focused than I would have expected uh, a Batman Arkham type game to be before we really saw the the first trailer for it. Yeah, I think I also find that to be interesting where they do have that cut between how many characters you have and how many you can play as it at once i do think having it more parsed down makes me feel a little bit better in terms of it being both a fun co-op and solo experience like i feel like if it needed more people or had the option to be more people it'd kind of be more of like a party scenario and here it's like okay i don't i don't think i'm really gonna feel as much of the difference playing alone versus with someone um i'd also probably play this alone like maybe you know since it's drop in drop out depending on yeah. what the benefits are or like lack thereof maybe i could see like me squatting up with like any of any of y'all if like we're trying to just test stuff out or see how it works or you know isaiah like jumping into the game or something like that but um yeah i'm excited for this one i think here's a question i want to ask right now what the current calendar looks like and you mentioned there's a lot of unknown things right now we're still really early in the year we have no idea what's going on with so many of these like release windowed games um right now the calendar is looking like for spoken um i believe it's october 11th now starfield november 11th and then this is october 25th of those three games what do you think is going to have the most excitement about it uh what's going to score the highest what's going to be the thing that of that that chunk in that window what stands out to you from those three the most uh, janet real quick sorry uh can you unplug and replug your mic there's a little bit of a warble happening it's very light and like your your audio kind of is like dipping out just a little just a heads up sure how about now 
I just fixed it. I just unplugged oh. it and replugged it. I in. mean, yeah, I think that I think that fixed yeah, it sounds, much louder. Yeah. Sounds great. Okay, cool. There we go. Um, I I feel like with those options and uh, are those just the three games that have confirmed release dates that far in the yeah. year? Yeah, and like maybe there's like something I'm missing there from like you know another notable title, but I think those are like the three that are in the fall right now, and then you know Starfield is December, so. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I feel like uh, out of those, it's undeniably Starfield. I feel like all eyes are on that. I think that that is the game that um, at the at worst expectations are that it's going to be pretty good like i don't i think that like at worst it's going to be oh it's just another bethesda game right but at best it's going to be oh my god it's the best bethesda game in decades like i think that's the type of hype levels for for starfield i think that for spoken uh not so much like i feel like that has the chance of being like hey it's way better than we expected and i think when it comes to gotham knights it's a little bit more similar. I don't think it's quite exactly the same, but it's more similar to what we had last year with Guardians of the Galaxy, where the marketing kind of left people a little bit either confused or like, this isn't what I thought it was going to be, but we'll see. And then personally, I ended up absolutely loving uh, Guardians last year. So I think that this game does have the chance to kind of take people by surprise. Um, but I I don't know. But we did just have the boss baby himself join us. And hey, mm-hmm. you heard the... He, Heard the bat signal because that's how it works here. Kind of funny. He doesn't oh, see shit. I really, I mainly just came in to tell Janet that her fan is probably on, and that's what's causing the microphone warble uh, that Kevin yeah. is here. Um, but yeah, I this was a really weird kind of like six a.m. You know, hopefully no one's awake for us to see that we're announcing this uh, release date, which I felt I felt was a really weird choice. I think it was uh, Nick Verge who responded to me who was like. Yeah, maybe this was like kind of a shareholder play before March 31st. And it's like, yeah, I get that. But like, if you're going to do a shareholder play where you like want the shareholders to know like, hey, this game's coming. We promise. Like, do a little bit for the fans, you know, instead of just giving us a JPEG with the the date on it. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm confident that it. Uh, I think it'll actually hit this October. I think they really want, a, a WB really wants a game uh this year it's been nine years since wb montreal actually the date that they set will be nine years exactly since their last game came out which is that's insane. Cool. um and so i'm i'm excited for it i think october is the perfect kind of time for that especially with like the court of owls aspect of uh of gotham knights and stuff like that like i mean Barrett, like like it, it is the perfect time so much so that we thought it was the perfect time last year when we did the arkham files leading into october hoping yeah. fingers crossed this game was going to come out in october and then yeah. hey it is just a year off yeah you can always yeah, just watch yeah. it again yeah um, hey everyone go check out the arkham files youtube.com <laughs> slash kind of funny games it should be playing uh, in the background at all times like there's no reason for it not to be there it's just an extra tab it doesn't cost you nothing mm-hmm. um yeah, I'm I'm excited for it. I think yeah, I think we were saying this on a, a different podcast. Like, I don't think it's gonna be this, you know, amazing game. I, it, it was PS I love you earlier this week where where it's like I don't think it's gonna be in a game of the year conversation. But like, if it's good, you know, it'll probably be on my personal top ten. But that's all I'm that's all I'm hoping for. Yeah, real talk. I think that's a, a very good like goal for this game for me is for it to make Barrett's top ten. That'll make me happy. So go get him, WB Games. Also, uh, I just want to bring attention that, you know, this morning I tweeted out about my love for at meta underscore cricket. Uh, just like uh, loving to see that little dude just pop up with his nah, Dude, you're, you're going to kill him. You're killing him right now. Um, he posted up a what do you mean I'm killing him? That um, post. Who posted cricket. that? Oh, Crickets yeah. So, die. yeah. The, uh, and then 10 minutes later, uh, meta cricket uh, posted up a, a new review 
uh, weirdly enough, randomly, I don't know why they would do this, of Donkey Kong 64, and they said Donkey Kong 64 is not good. Wow. And I just want to say, Meta Cricket, I see you. You've made an enemy today. Holy shit, the fire rises. <laughs> He's looking at you. I now. mean, he said what we were all thinking, I feel like. You know, it's Meta Cricket is the ticket. You know, you gotta just... You got to go with what you feel in your heart and your spirit. Do this, uh, guys. You're going to kill him. Oh, man. Donkey Kong 64. I mean, I still have not checked out Donkey Kong 64, and I probably will keep it that way. Uh, moving on to our next story. Let's talk about a trio of Activision Blizzard shareholders reportedly under investigation. Uh, this comes from Marie over at GameIndustry.biz, who writes, American businessman Barry Diller, David Geffen, and Alexander Von Furstenberg are reportedly under investigation for insider trading, having allegedly bought a large quantity of Activision Blizzard shares just ahead of the company being acquired by Microsoft. According to a report from the Wall Street Journal, the three men bought options to purchase 4.12 million Activision shares on January 14th for around 108 million, four days before the Microsoft acquisition was announced. Diller, Geffen, and Von Furstenberg have links to Activision Blizzard CEO Bobby Kotick. Uh, Barry Diller, who is Fox's founder, served on Coca-Cola's board of directors alongside Kotick, a role he, the latter recently stepped down from. Music industry mogul David Geffen is one of Diller's close friends, as they previously worked together at a talent agency, William Morris. And finally, Diller is married to fashion designer Diane Von Furstenberg, who is the mother of socialite Alexander Von Furstenberg. The situation is being investigated by the U.S. Justice Department, who is looking into, quote, whether any of the options trades violated insider trading laws, the Wall Street Journal reported. The Securities and Exchange Commission is also conducting a separate investigation based on the same suspicions. Diller told the Wall Street Journal that it was simply a lucky bet, adding that the three businessmen acted on no information of any kind from anyone and that this is one of those coincidences. He highlighted that Von Furstenberg had already previously acquired Activision stock and that their thought was the Activision that Activision would go private or would be acquired at some point. Tim, react. Jesus, it's like, y'all, don't be doing this ever. I haven't ever. seen you spiral like this since, God, what was that game that we kept covering every like 10 uh, seconds? Abandoned, right? Was it called Abandoned? Oh, you're right. Yeah, it was yeah. the not Kojima game. Mm -hmm. Oh my lord! Did that ah. come out ever? No, they abandoned no. development. No, I they didn't. I have no fucking idea. I'm sure we'll talk about it again. But uh, no, this. And I'm is sure just, you'll be here when we do. Yeah, exactly. This is uh, it, it's. Don't do this. First off, second off, y'all. Right now, with everything going on, with the amount of eyes on you really don't do this like y'all are gonna get exposed and they're getting exposed right now will anything come from this exposement probably not because that's the way this all works but look there's just so much conversation around all this activision stuff there's going to continue to be conversation around it all and i just think that every single week there's just going to be more and more news that's just exposing all the bullshit that bobby kodak and his homies have been doing for way too long um so another one of those situations of just pay attention just understand that this shit is going on and the ramifications that it can have um but yeah is this a surprise absolutely not this is just business as usual for how this type of stuff works. But this is shady business. This is not how business should be done usually. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely agree with you where we will be seeing like not even just the ripple effects, but just more and more splashes of information that drop at any given time of just there are so many investigations going on related to everything surrounded 
either Activision, Bobby Kotick, the combination. And now, you know, there's also, of course, like the the upcoming Microsoft element of it all. So, you know, we'll see what comes of this. I am not sure like how, what kind of challenges like lie ahead in terms of being able to prove that or not, because as you know, this person stated, they sort of, you know, saw the the writing on the wall of there's going to be some form of a shift. Um, and while I think a lot of us were sort of surprised by the acquisition occurring, it also kind of was like, okay, well, what's what's going to happen with Activision. It's not so shocking that something like this would happen. And I think especially once we started hearing about how the process went and how they were sort of trying to like sell themselves to varying companies and various companies were like, "Mm, no, not for like this amount of money. And they kind of had to, I wouldn't say had to take the Microsoft deal, but it was not, they were looking for maybe to get more for the company than what they ended up getting, uh, even though that price point was, you know, insane. So, um, you know, hopefully if if wrong was done, that justice is seen. But I feel like even just saying that it's like, is it ever mm, the, the odds aren't great? But I, I did find this to be an interesting one in terms of just everything looking at that acquisition and the feelings surrounding that acquisition and, and the you know, how just it was or how it wasn't or the things going on behind the scenes. And this, I guess, is sort of a little bit of a window into how there may be some things behind the scenes that, you know, weren't supposed to be going down the way they were. Again, this is all just kind of stuff being investigated. Nothing's been concluded yet. So we'll see what ends up uh, coming of this. But definitely a a very serious accusation uh, is being made here alongside many uh, serious accusations that will continue to be coming up, I think, as we continue to see more and more uh, behind the story, the company and the people involved in it. It's just a winky dink. Like, oh, you know what? It's been years, and I, I just now I decided to invest in Activision. Now, now is the time that I'm going to nah, get the fuck out. Yeah, exactly. Uh, let's move on to lighter news with the new Final Fantasy 35th anniversary website celebrating the series' history, teasing info on upcoming titles. This comes from Wesley LeBlanc over at Game Informer, um, just to kind of add that additional background and context to that website dropping. Uh, so 2022 is Final Fantasy's 35th anniversary, and Square Enix has celebrated uh, by creating a website to celebrate that and tease the information about new games and more. The website is a bit light on content right now, featuring just a handful of messages a live feed of the Final Fantasy Twitter accounts or portal to news, but it could be the host of new information about upcoming Final Fantasy games soon. We will continue to work hard making each Final Fantasy game one that you will remember for a long time. Final Fantasy VII remake producer uh, Yoshinori Katasi writes in a message on the site. The Final Fantasy 35th site will support new releases, sharing info on upcoming titles and merchandise. Uh, I hope you're excited for what's on the way for Final Fantasy. Elsewhere on the site, Square Enix writes that in this 35th anniversary, we'll, we will be bringing you many exciting new ways to enjoy the worlds of Final Fantasy and that fans should please look forward to what Final Fantasy has in store. As for what's in store this year, Chocobo GP hits Switch tomorrow on March 10th, then Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin, a Final Fantasy 1 spinoff developed by the team behind the popular Neo series hits playstation xbox series x slash s ps4 uh, xbox one and pc on march 18th and while not confirmed for 2022 there's also that the chance that final fantasy 16 a playstation console exclusive releases this year which would make it quite a final fantasy lineup in 2022 tim what are your predictions excitement for final fantasy and its 35th anniversary and what this site means and then just kind of how anniversaries are approached in general do you expect to see like hard hitting stuff? Are you disappointed if you don't? What's your read on this? 
I, I think that uh, expecting anything from video game anniversaries is silly. I think that at best, it's one of those things where if they already have a plan to do something and it lines up, then they get to take advantage of it and like make it a big flashy thing. But I think the time has proven to us that uh, we should never expect something just because it's an anniversary for a franchise. Especially, I want to go back to uh, Yoshinori's uh, actual letter itself because I liked how it began where he started saying V equals 30, VII equals 25, XI equals 20. What do you think these numbers mean? They're actually the anniversaries of Final Fantasy titles this year. Every year, a number of titles celebrate their anniversaries. But if you think about it, so many from one series lining up in such a way is pretty unusual. And you know what, Yoshinori? When I think about it, it is pretty unusual. But I enjoy it so much that Final Fantasy is this franchise that has been around for been around long enough to be able to uh celebrate anniversaries of multiple classic titles like that is that is so damn cool those games are all beloved and when you start looking at uh what they're teasing now it is pretty funny uh that it's like going from the hype of that to new titles chocobo gp and stranger of paradise it's like oh okay uh, that all right i guess that's what we're doing some but people there are is... excited for stranger of paradise and yeah, a few sure. less are excited for the chocobo racing though i don't know apparently those games hit at one point i have not digged into chocobo racing and uh but they do have the and more dot 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 so that's the that thing is, does that does that and more actually mean anything i don't think it does i think that that's just them leaving themselves open for hey potentially something else will happen like, you know uh, uh, a mobile game no one wanted um a jacket that looks ugly like the <laughs> exactly something with a, a lot statue, of belts on a it poorly made statue like the, what, who's to say what could be there exactly but i do think that there is a chance final fantasy 16 uh comes out this year and again people are going to say i'm crazy for that but i i think that there is a chance i don't think it's the most likely thing but um i also think that there is a likely chance we'll hear about final fantasy 16 today during the state of play because they're talking about japanese publishers uh they had last said that in the spring we're going to hear more about final fantasy 16 so maybe we'll get that um i'm excited to hear more about it I'm very, very, very excited to hear about Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two. I just, I just want that game to be announced. Like we know it's happening, but I want it to be officially announced so then we can start actually working towards the whole inevitable delays and like pushbacks and millions of trailers and all that stuff. But like, let's get that process started because we're not even in that yet. Yeah, I'm really waiting for that as well as someone that played Final Fantasy VII Remake One. I don't know what we're retroact. What are we retroactively going to call these? Do you think? And is it going to be based on what the second one is called? Like if the second one was called Integrate, would we call the first one the first one? Is it always going to be one part one? Well, I I feel like it really depends on how they end up titling it because knowing Square, there's no predicting this. Like they literally could be like Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two was actually called Final Fantasy Seventeen. We're like why? And they're just like yeah. And we're like, all right, Square. Or it'd be called like Duodessa Mukamakam. And we're like, I guess. If they called it one, would I guess we'd call the other one zero. We're like base, original. Well, there was the a beginning. Final Fantasy zero at some oh, God, Final Fantasy. God bless you. God it's going to be a lot. It's going to be a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Also, um, Chad did point out that tomorrow's Mario Day. Are you, how are you celebrating Mario Day tomorrow? <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I don't. You know, it's one of those for those who celebrate. I, I do not. I do not. Really? Um, it crept up Mario on me. Day. I forgot. No. I've done big things before, but is, is there any like video game anniversary? Or what was the last video game anniversary that you did something for, whether it was content, whether it was personal or just ones that like you notice and, you know, retweet or get excited about or like to acknowledge? Oh, uh, the last last anniversary I did something for was uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 nice. on the 20th anniversary. I uh, did. We did a stream for that. But um, yeah, that's it. We're kind of boring. 
I mean, see, that should just be what the website is. It's like, yeah, you know, it's happening, but like, you know, it's just it's just another day, really. Um, let's go ahead and jump over to uh, more game news in, in the way of releases, delays, etc. We have Advance One Plus Two Reboot Camp is being delayed. Uh, this was also it's been like the 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 era of like unceremonious tweets of like here's just the information and i think you know nothing wrong with that sometimes you just want the info out there instead of it linking to something bigger so uh, nintendo had tweeted out in light of recent world events we have made the decision to delay advance wars one plus two reboot camp which was originally scheduled to release on nintendo switch on april 8th please stay tuned for updates on a new release date um do you think we're gonna get this game this year Oh, yeah. I think we're getting into this year. I mean, the game was already... This is now its second delay. First delay, yes. it was supposed to come out in December, and then first delay was for, like, the game's not ready and everything. The game is clearly ready now, um, but they're just delaying it because of uh, world events. So I imagine that, yeah, April, we're early enough that I think things will, will hopefully change for the positive uh, enough that this game can can be released. I, I do see them releasing it within 2022. Um, I think that this is pretty big news right like when we look at a lot of the things game industry uh the games industry has been doing with the whole russia situation um a lot of it's just been kind of like ceasing sales over there and all of that or donations and, and uh this and that this is kind of different because this is more just a sensitivity thing about like the content of the game itself um and for them to make this decision it's not just like oh we're just delaying the game it's not like it's digital only like this april 8th is close enough that i imagine this is have, gonna have ramifications on distribution of the product and uh like target's probably gonna have to deal with it in a weird way like there's like a lot of things that i wouldn't be surprised if this game is sit gonna be sitting in a bunch of boxes somewhere just not being sold uh which in the past history of video games never proves to be a good thing for that game because that is where piracy runs amok yeah like i i also agree with you with it being sort of a a somewhat unique situation, but I think we'll also see more of that. And I think we've even probably, there are probably things behind the scenes that have happened in this regard as well that we maybe just aren't aware of, whether it's like releases, DLCs, skins and things. Uh, and I know some people might think, okay, what, you know, maybe they think this is like an overreaction because of the kind of game it is. It's not like it's, you know, a realistic style, but I think it's just the idea of the content and and what it is. Like the, the timing just doesn't feel right for them. And I think, you know, it's always nice to err on the side of, in my opinion, to err on the side of caution in terms of trying to, you know, respect the situation or respect people's feelings. Like, you know, I don't, I think if you're upset by this, that says more about you in a negative way than if you're like really happy about this because you felt like it wasn't appropriate. So on that, you know, you know, it's good to err on that side of like, what is the most appropriate for the situation? Um, and yeah, you know, I think this makes a lot of sense. I, I wonder what they're really going to base when they release it on, because unfortunately, um, I don't know much like other crazy things happening in the world, you know, the pandemic, other just like situations like I don't know when it's going to seem more appropriate. Um, but I think if nothing else, the delay is a nice gesture towards, hey, we're aware of this and we're really trying to be mindful in how we approach you know, marketing and how we do our things. And they even mentioned that, I think, for the um, the most recent... Oh, for Pokemon Day, where they were like, hey, mm -hmm. Pokemon Day, it was already going down. Like, And obviously, that's like, pure say it's Pokemon Company, not Nintendo, but you, I, I get so... Y'all know why I'm mentioning Pokemon Day. It's just another example in, in gaming of that, uh, of saying, hey, we already have this there. We can't stop it. If we could, we would have, but like, it's so tied to these dates. 
But as a result, we're not really going to be talking about it very much. So like, hey, we're putting out the content. If you're in the know and you're excited, you're following it along. And if you're not, you know, you'll get that marketing wave as we slowly start to release that. Um, and, you know, we saw a lot of this again with the pandemic comparison of companies like that have pandemic related content in their Rainbow games Six. kind of yeah, being Extraction. more mindful of that or changing things up or even like, a, you know, Last of Us changed their anniversary date from like outbreak day to like, I think just last of us day or something like that. Um, so just seeing shifts like that, just to be, you know, more, more mindful, more sensitive. And also to, to, I think, put on the radar that like, Hey, we're a company that is paying attention to this. We are more than just our product and our games. And maybe by us doing this, it kind of hits you different. You know, if you're an advanced war fan, if you're a Nintendo fan, you're like, Oh, this is something that obviously you should be paying attention to stuff anyway, but it helps like, when, when communities band together like this, I think it helps reinforce, hey, this is something that us and our community should be paying attention to. We should be mindful of. It's something that we're mindful of. And it's, you know, really them role modeling that behavior, I think, for their fans, which, you know, is something really important to do, um, I think, especially, you know, in times like this. Uh, for On that note, let's go ahead and take a quick break. Uh, remember that you can go to patreon.com slash games where you can get the show ad free. And speaking of ads, let us tell you about our sponsors. Shout out to ExpressVPN for sponsoring this episode. If you've ever been on the bus or the train with someone who's taking a phone call on speaker, you know that everyone who can hear them now knows a bunch of their private business. Using the internet without ExpressVPN is basically the same thing, so don't be that person. Did you know your ISP knows every single website you visit, and then they can sell that information to ad companies and tech giants who can use that data to target you? Well, ExpressVPN creates a secure encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet so people can't peep in on your online activity the best part of it is how easy it is to use you just fire up the express vpn app and click a button on any device i've been using this forever kind of funny has been staying safe on the internet with express vpn and they're right it could not be easier to use uh secure your online activity today at expressvpn.com slash kind of funny and get an extra three months of express vpn free that's expressvpn.com slash kind of funny expressvpn dot com slash kind of funny shout out to upstart if you've got multiple credit card balances each month and are getting by just paying the minimums barely making a dent into your credit card debt it can be pretty dang discouraging upstart can help you pay off your existing debt quickly so you can feel like you're finally getting ahead whether you're paying off credit cards consolidating high interest debt or funding personal expenses over half a million people have used upstart to get one fixed monthly payment upstart knows that you are more than just your credit score and is expanding access to affordable credit. Unlike other lenders, Upstart considers your income and current employment to find you a smarter rate for your loan. With a five-minute rate check, you can see your rate upfront for loans between $1,000 and $50,000 and receive your funds as fast as one business day after accepting your loan. Find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash kindoffunny. That's upstart.com slash kindoffunny. Don't forget to use the URL to let them know that we sent you. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit income and certain other information provided in your loan application go to upstart.com slash kind of funny shout out to Babbel for sponsoring this episode there's nothing worse than traveling abroad and looking like an idiot because you didn't bother to learn the slightest bit of the country's language that's why greg miller has been using a little Babbel to learn french to speak to jean vieve uh Babbel is the addictively fun fast and easy language learning app that has sold more than 10 million subscriptions uh Babbel's 15 minute lessons make it the perfect way to learn a new language on the go other language learning apps use ai for their lesson plans but Babbel lessons were created by 
over 100 language experts. Their teaching method has been scientifically proven to be effective, and you can choose from 14 different languages like Spanish, French, Italian, and German. Plus, Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you to improve your pronunciation and accent, which has been helping Greg Miller be able to communicate with Jen's extended family. Right now, when you purchase a three-month Babbel subscription, you'll get an additional three months free. That's six months for the price of three. Just go to babbel.com and use promo code KINDAFUNNY. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com, code KINDAFUNNY. Babbel, language for life. And shout out to Chime. Kick off 2022 with a better checking account with no monthly fees, no overdraft fees, no foreign transaction fees, and no service fees. Get all that and then some with Chime, an award-winning app and debit card. They've also got over 60,000 fee-free in-network ATMs all over the place, like at most Walgreens, 7-Elevens, or CVSs. You can access your money when you need it, where you need it. Make your first good decision of the new year and join over 10 million people using Chime. Sign up takes only two minutes and doesn't affect your credit score get started at chime.com slash kf games that's chime.com slash kf games banking services provided by a debit card issued by the bank corp bank or stride bank na members fdic get fee-free transactions at any money pass atm in a 7-eleven location and at any all point or visa plus alliance atm otherwise out of network atm withdrawal fees may apply sometimes pay anyone instant transfers can be delayed the recipient must use a valid debit card or be a chime member to claim funds chime.com slash KF games. F Zero is coming to the Nintendo Switch again. We got yes, another unceremony sweep. It's there. Comes to Nintendo Switch for Nintendo Switch Online plus expansion pack members on March 11th. So uh, in just like two days from now, uh, Tim. Obviously, you sound very excited about this. Oh, yeah. uh, what's up? F Zero in any way being playable on any system makes me very, very, very happy. F Zero specifically X too, just is, to clarify. Yeah, that is one of my favorite uh, uh, in the franchise. I'm waiting for GX. The GameCube one is my favorite uh, for sure. Uh, but this is a fantastic game. 60 frames per second. It's going to come fast and it's going to be furious. And that's the way I like my video games. Um, love seeing the N64 Switch library kind of expand little by little, month over month. But we're getting there to the, the point of having kind of all the necessary classics. It's been a very long time since I played F-Zero X. So I'm happy to to get back into this, go through all the, the Grand Prix and all that stuff. But this... This game is awesome. Now that we're, you know, starting to get further into things, I feel like we have more content, you know, both in this F-Zero X thing and other content that's released. And then we had the mention of, you know, the Mario Kart update, which was uh, lightly contentious. I mean, I think everyone likes Mario Kart, so it's like, that's exciting. But then, Best you know, there's other ever. layers to it, too. Um, how do you feel about the expansion? How did you feel about it before, like when it first launched the expansion pack? And how do you feel now? Is it the same? Is it different? You love it? Do you hate it? What would you rate it? Where are you at with it? Uh, I have always been on the exact opposite side of you when it comes to the Nintendo Switch expansion pack, where I am a strong proponent of it. I love it. I think it's a great value, and I think that that value has only kind of been added to, and my point's just been proven more and more and more. That's how people's opinions work. They kind of see stuff. They're like, yeah, look, I was right, but I'm sure that you could look at it and be like, look, I was right. But uh, especially with the Mario Kart stuff, and as they've kind of continued to fix a lot of the problems that were there, like the emulation issues on the N64 and all that stuff. Still not perfect. Still a ton of things that I wish we could have. The fact that we can't get rid of the the UI on the emulator blows my mind. It really bothers me. And I'm like, yo, come on, guys. Come on. It's such a simple thing. But hey, that's the Nintendo way. Weird Nintendo decisions. Um, but yeah, March 18th, we're getting more uh, Mario Kart tracks for the first time in almost a decade. And that is 
so close. We're a little over a week away from new Mario Kart. I can't believe it. Uh, but yeah, F-Zero's coming. I'm a happy camper. I still don't know where I will be. And I don't know how many of y'all in chat are like also like I have in the boat of like have not bought the expansion pack up, up update yet or like the upgrade to it. Especially because for me, if I if I go expansion pack, that means I now have to have it under my name because right now I'm under my brothers and he's like, I'm not paying for that expansion pack. So like if we get the expansion pack, then I got to be like, OK, I'm taking over the family account and I'm going to, you know, take this expansion pack. I've yet to get it, but I will admit that. I, I'm getting dangerously close to it being like just making more financial sense to get it because I did buy the Animal Crossing um, DLC, but I already had like the points in there for that. Again, we were, you know, during the break, we we're talking about the, like the Starbucks points and like it's free because I already had the points in there. Like I already had the money loaded in for that. Nintendo's reward system is pretty good, too, with like getting kind of the coins back for the purchases. But I'm probably also going to get the Mario Kart one. And I'm like now it's I'm in this weird game of betting on like when they do like breath of the wild 2 dlc would i want that and like the answer is probably not but you know like it's like what's gonna but then but then also since i'm already not in it i just don't know what i'm gonna do what should i should i just you think I, you probably think i should just buy it but i'm just curious well, well, no, what i what i think is. you should what i think you should do is go to kind of funny slack or kind of funny reddit or anything and just be like hey who wants to join into a family just find group a new family i have thing, a family group find, well, okay, then get the, convince that family group that for a couple dollars a yeah, year more you, to get this also, thing. <laughs> do you have it maxed out? I don't, but like, you know? I'll be honest. Like, I don't care to max. Like, I don't want to get involved in. I, I want to be right, with who I get I'm it. with. You hate money, you know. You and I want and I want the, the commitment. Money. Here's the thing, because I've done the like, oh, what if we all tag team? You know, I had my friend on Spotify. He left my Spotify. Now I'm down to three, two people on the Spotify. I can't get more people on the Spotify. Also, no, I'm not inviting y'all into my Spotify family plan either. Like, it's just like I feel like oh, there's damn, like a certain there's a I know I you know hate to see it, but like. I want longevity in my team. And I feel like I have longevity in my brother, his fiance, soon to be wife. Like that is a squad that is down packed, you know, like that's in it for the years. But you don't think adding so, blessings, it would just make everything better. I just feel like. Doesn't, doesn't blessing better. already have, I feel like blessing's taken care of. Blessing has a yeah, family. He's no? paying on his own, like a psychopath. He's paying on his own. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, I'd have to like take that up with my brother. Who's like the head of the family account, but Ooh. I don't know. Let me know. Is this y'all out here with your makeshift family account? Like uh, my, my family account is like, it's, it's blood. It's law. It's legally binding here. Oh yeah. I, I am so willy nilly with it. I'm like, I'm all about mm. saving money. Why would we not? They make it so simple and so easy. I think it's already not that expensive. And then to, to allow the, the amount of people on this thing to get it down to the price that it allows you to, I think it's just a steal. Yeah. Yeah. I just, too, I'm really trying to be better about what am I actually playing? Like, am I really going to be in like the DLCs I have played? Like I've played the Animal Crossing one. I probably will play the, Mar the Mario Kart one, but I don't I don't see like I, I love F-Zero. And I think it's really, you know, I want to see all the classic games show up to this library, even if I'm not like using the library right now. I just think it makes like for me, I want to see the service be really good. And that's why I haven't upgraded because I haven't felt like it has given me the reasons to do that yet um but i think you know there are definitely some good steps in the right direction i think the n64 era of nintendo online has definitely been a lot stronger than their original launch which was like kind of like middling but i, I do wish that didn't come at the cost of like having a separate tier i just wish they kind of like had built it already mm -hmm. as is but you know um i'm gonna keep an eye on it i mean i'm not i'm not against it on like a 
incredibly deep level, but I'm trying to think of what makes sense for me and my plans and for me having my, I also like having my freedom too. If I'm locked into the family plan through the Mario Kart thing, I'm kind of living there forever. Like, what if I just bought that? Because I don't play a lot of the DLCs either. So I don't know. I'm out here playing this, I mean, this math the, game. The way I look at it is, and I, I'm not trying to say that it's for everybody, but I'm trying to say that for a Nintendo fan, I, I struggle to see how it's not for you when, cool, the Animal Crossing DLC, absolutely not for me. Like that, I, I'm never going to touch that ever. I have access to it. Never going to touch it. Mario Kart DLC, specifically the way that they're doing it, where we're about to get legitimately double the tracks that we got from the, not even just the core game, the core game plus DLC. Like that is an insane amount of new Mario Kart content that we're going to get sprinkled across the next two years. Like that to me is like the perfect type of thing of, yeah, that's why you'd subscribe to a long-term plan for this because you're going to be getting content that I actually want to play throughout the next two years. Right. And that's on top of the other things that they're going to add and all the other, just the switch online or switch uh, the, the emulator shit that they have on the switch that I do play often enough that I'm like, Hey, it's worth it for me. Also the Obi-Wan thing I think does exist since you were Fuck. asking about that. Yes. So there you go. Um, speaking of stuff that's for us in terms of updates, uh, I really want to quickly give a nod to this month's Xbox updates. It's like, you know, stuff on the, the system level of things. They posted it up uh, on their site. And it's just things like pin to quick resume uh, where you can have like within the groups tab, like you can have those separately pinned, how you have like the apps pinned. Um, the share button can be remapped, which is like you can change it to, and I'm like, what would it, what would you remap it to? But actually, I think that the use cases are kind of nice. Things like, you know, muting mm. the TV, opening your friends list, opening achievements. Like, admittedly, I'm not constantly sharing stuff like screenshots and videos all the time. So I could I could see definitely the benefit there. General firmware updates and uh, new audio stuff with the new audio setup wizard, which basically lets you test and verify your HDMI format when you connect your speakers. Just kind of gives you a way to more easily configure for the best audio settings. But reading through this, um, it, I came up with this question that I want to ask you. One, well, you know, what do you think? of the update are you interested in it but two what features and updates do you still want from xbox and then what would be your dream this style post that actually xbox always does these these like new style posts mm -hmm. this on the nintendo and or playstation side what would be your dream kind of quick hit updates that you'd see from those teams uh i do want to say that all of these updates speak to me uh very loudly i i love this type of stuff i think xbox has done a fantastic job adding to its ui and to continue to kind of care about tech in a way that i haven't seen from uh playstation and definitely not from nintendo uh but this audio setup wizard this is the type of stuff i live for i absolutely love it i love uh, I want to know that I'm getting the highest quality sound uh, output, both from headphones for Dolby Atmos headphone stuff and for home theater speakers. So I love that they actually care about that shit. Um, the share button remapping, I, I'm a big proponent of being able to remap buttons and allow them to do whatever the hell you want them to, especially for things like the share button that um, I would be willing to bet are the least used button on a controller yep. ever. Um, so to actually turn that into something that's useful is really, really valuable. Um, and even the pin to quick resume, like, great, cool. They're, they're clearly seeing the the way that people are playing these games and with, with features like quick resume uh, being so important to what makes the Xbox Series X special. I love that they're like, cool, let's add some stuff that enhances the player experience. Um, then yeah, let's go over to Sony and Nintendo where they just don't do that often. <laughs> I think that Sony, it's, it's a little bit less iterative and it's more kind of every once in a while, there'll be a big sweeping. Here's a yeah. bunch of changes, but the changes never seem to be the things people are asking for. Um, and maybe I'm wrong about that, but in my experience, like I am not getting these things where all of these things you just named, I'm like, okay, I, I have a use case for this. Whereas with PlayStation, some of the stuff I'm like, ah, 
that's what you're changing okay i guess uh and meanwhile nintendo is just like hey here's still the two the two same themes that we launched with cool but the question is what theme are you rocking on the nintendo switch though light oh, theme dark. or dark theme oh it's yeah dark theme. Dark there you theme. go so really there's one theme there's like the bad really there is theme, one and then there's the dark theme all right look there's yeah. nothing um, wrong with using the light theme all right some people just like it better on okay. the switch yeah you are yeah, you know Tim, i notice that every time every time you pull up assets too because your computer is also right. yeah, in that light I like, theme i like it's light blinding themes. No, um, oh, gosh. I think it makes my eyes strong, and I have very strong eyes. And I'm not a big carrot man, so it's not my diet. Well, I do have glasses, so I can't really throw rocks Thank from my you. glass house. But yeah, it's the it's it's certainly the light theme, which definitely affected me a lot when I grew up in the '90s and early 2000s. Was totally looking at a bunch of screens and not just the poorly lit Game Boy that I had. But um, so. From the um, Nintendo PlayStation side of things, you know, you mentioned those. What would what would you like to see from those two teams? I mean, I would like updates? to. I mean, for okay, <laughs> this gets complicated because it's not even so much like firmware stuff, but it's just like I really would love Nintendo to just at the very least have their UI and stuff be 4K because when you're playing it on a modern TV, it looks like garbage. No matter how beautiful the game is, like everything just looks fuzzy and I hate that. It drives me nuts. Um, so I would love to see that type of upgrade. But again, I think that comes with the new system. I don't know why that wasn't functionality built into the, the Switch OLED, but alas, here we are. Um, and then in terms of the, the rest of the stuff, like I do think that the... I would, I would appreciate more of this kind of like high level home theater type stuff of like being able to make sure signals are going out right. Being able to make profiles for that, I think would be really cool. Like it sucks having to switch between HDR on or HDR off, depending on what we're doing and changing like a bunch of other settings and uh, messing with stuff. But, um, and then on top of that, just like better integration of 3D audio stuff on the PlayStation side. Like the fact that Xbox has its uh, like licensing agreement with Dolby Atmos, it's like, oh great, that leaves PlayStation to kind of have to do its own thing, which means that it's not as widely used for in its video games and all that stuff. And there's just a lot of that type of shit that's really nitty gritty nerd shit, but that's what we're talking about here. Yeah, I do think the profile thing would be a cool thing. Um, I don't have a TV that has, none of my TVs have that compatibility, so I don't have that problem specifically. But I do, even on the Switch end, like, and I don't know if this is unique to like how my displays are set up, but like on some TVs, I need to resize the Switch screen to like 96%, and then on others, it's like 100. And I have to do that resize every time I'm changing stuff. What's up with stuff. that? I don't know. And it's like the weirdest, small, odd thing. And then the worst is that like sometimes, you know, because it'll be like too big for certain displays. And it's like just just barely too big where I'm like, maybe I'll just leave it. Like, do I need to see the bottom of the screen? It's kind of fine. Um, I also, you know, a lot of people in the chat are mentioning folders for these like places. Yeah, I think I'd be I'd like folders as well. I was like not team folders for a long time, but I feel like I have so many little things now especially because y'all keep harassing me to redeem all these playstation games that i'm never gonna play on ps plus like if i could just toss this into like the folder of obligation that would be you know nice to be able to just kind of map those things and of course themes for both of them i mean i think i kind of like having the sleekness of the ps5 ui look to be honest like i i did have fun with the funky life is strange ones on the ps4 but I think having the option is always nice because it can only benefit people that want that option while like not having it at all does leave a, a certain sector of the audience, I think just wanting. Um, but updates like that are so far away. If I want to know what's coming to mom and grab shops today, where would I look? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the kind of funny games daily show host each and every weekday. 
Uh, as far as out today, uh, I want to give a shout to the uh, Jenny, patch Jenny, one point. Jenny, there's a uh, music playing. Oh. No one ever told me that that was yeah. on purpose. Also, the last time that happened, the last time that happened, I like had no idea what was going on, yep. and I was and so you, thrown by and it. And I'm also, like, what is going on? You had like a serious moment too, where you said something, and I was like, oh, I, I should not have pressed that button. Should not have pressed that button. Yeah, it's fair. No, I totally was like, I, and then there's always that game of like, sometimes I hear stuff and I'm like, do only I hear this? Do other people hear this? <laughs> it's a fun throwback to like when I first started doing this and missed like the <laughs> 80 things. But you know why I missed that too is because normally I write a note. This is like behind the scenes stuff. Normally I add a note underneath that call out that says weird like sounds, beeping sounds, noises. Mm, yep, yep. Um, and I haven't I haven't added that in the dock in a while, so I'll need to go back and, and re-add that in. But thank you for that call out. Um, out today, uh, a quick shout out to Patch 1.2 for Dying Light 2 Stay Human, which is now live on PC uh, with console drops around the corner. Uh, Patch implements a wide variety of player requested features, such as more immersive details in melee combat, more intense chase sequences during night, big improvements to combat and gameplay balance, and a new high-performance preset on PC that renders the game playable on older computers and laptops. These new additions come alongside a a horde of I wonder was that on purpose a horde a horde of technical improvements probably from the fixing of all known death loops not to be confused with death loop the critically acclaimed game to the removal of black screens and crashes under certain conditions uh real quick I also want to give a shout out for deals of the day uh there's a huge sale uh on PlayStation right now for a bunch of different indie titles so go hit that up uh stuff like Kana Bridge of Spirits is on there and a bunch of other awesome. uh dope games that we've talked about to varying degrees across all of our shows so uh go hit that up for sure as far as you're wrong, let's see if anyone told us how old we are. Um, <laughs> yeah, Bannon, yes, Nana, the, the the weird tech trailer, whatever have you. Um, let's see. Uh, I don't think there's too much in here. Tim, in case you're wondering, Google says you're 32. I, Thanks, Google. Is that an official correction, or is that just like you're passing the book <laughs> to Google, and now Google has to be it. right? Um, and then... That's about it. You know, people shouting out like Nintendo's uh, Bluetooth edition that got added a while back. Uh, that was big. But, but yeah, um, Barrett, what's good? Are you just here for later? You're probably here for later. Yeah, that's I'm guessing sure. you're here for later. Okay, yeah, sure. Uh, tomorrow's hosts are we have a uh, Greg and Samoa Joe, and then on Friday we have a Bless and a Zach Zawizen. And if you're watching live after this is a charity stream where Mike is playing a Breath of the Wild for the first time ever, and again you can go to conify.com slash Ukraine to go ahead and donate to that. Um, Mike saving one of the greatest games, if not the greatest of all time, game of all time for a very noble cause. So I'm just a man. That's such that that is going to be such a fun stream because like there are so few people who can even do a stream like that at this point in society that I, I think it's going to be a, a whole lot of fun to go check out uh, and for a good cause. And if you want to catch that stream later, go subscribe to youtube.com slash kind of funny plays. This has been kind of funny games daily. We're each and every weekday live right here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. We have a Patreon post show for those who are subbed at the silver level of patreon.com slash kind of funny games. So stick around for that. And otherwise until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.